What's up, world? How we doing? How we living? Undeniable perception, episode 110. Brother from the same mother. Man, if you take 110 and you remove 109, what do you get? You got one. I guess that's LeBron, huh? the all time leading scorer of all time. Mm-hmm. Damn. Mm-hmm. Even I, saying I, it almost seems unbelievable, man. I, I called that shit 20 years ago, so it's kind of funny, like, how people are like. I want so, the receipts. I want the receipts. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I just find it funny how people are so, like, oh my God, he did it. In my head, I'm like, I already saw this shit coming 20 years ago. But why would why would that be alarming to you that people are surprised that it happened? I mean, this is in, this is this freaking incredible milestone. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like people just probably just value sports a little too much, more than they should. Because I was just taken more back by like people's comments of like, "Oh my God, I witnessed history. We just saw history." Yeah. And like where I'm at in my consciousness of life right now. I find it repulsive reading that because it's like, where's your history, bro? What are you trying to do? Are you living through somebody else? I don't rock with that right now. So I'm in like a, a like X, like get the fuck away from me type shit with that. Don't you think there's a degrees to that though? Because like, what about, I mean, take about individuals that are there at the game that are successful, that are living their life. And they're they want they're also like applauding and celebrating someone else making an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. So you're referring to just I'm talking about people like us, regular people, people uh-huh. that couldn't afford the ninety five thousand dollars seats that were being sold. Right. Yeah. Um, what what does that make you feel like? You know, because I find that interesting. Like just, the, the way just, you're viewing it. It just makes me feel like. We need to grow as people. Like we're very conditioned to just be be regular people. We're just conditioned to like we're just conditioned to be viewers, bro. We're conditioned to be participation trophies. We're conditioned to just see other people do greatness opposed to us do the greatness. And it's just becoming very tiresome for me to see it a lot now. You don't think that um that way of seeing it, to because the way you are describing it, right? Uh, or maybe I'm feeling too much out of the way you're saying it. You don't think that's um, that could be a bit draining? It's one way to have the perspective on it, right? Mm-hmm. But but it sounds like there's more to that. Like 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 there's a weight behind the way you're saying it. Like it's almost like because it, I don't think it should aggravate you. You know, I think for me. You know, maybe because I'm older, right? And that's the whole thing about us discussing things, seeing it from different perspectives, from the age difference, right? That, that plays a big role. Mm-hmm. Is that most people aren't going to accomplish the things that they want to accomplish. Yeah. You know, that's why people celebrate when other people do, when others do, because there's only a very small amount of people that are going to get to the feet that they want to get. And that's not even just necessarily because just they work harder or whatever. Sometimes it's just because only only, only certain people can, mm-hmm. right? So the way I see, man, I I, I I rather view it in the way like, oh, people are celebrating it and like, oh, that's great, as opposed to someone that's going to be bitter, right? Or, or talk shit on that or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I think the way you're saying it is fine, but I also feel like it may be a bit heavy um, because it's kind of like... I think you're talking about a certain, probably a certain part of the people, maybe people that aren't trying, people that aren't working hard. Because 
what's to say what's uh, successful? You know, someone's success could be just like, hey, I just want to be happy and married and have my job. Yeah. Contribute to society in that way, you know? Absolutely. But like I said, just comments like, oh my God, I witnessed history. Like living vicariously through someone else in that sense just frustrates me because I wish people would not want to think like that. You know, I wouldn't say it's a heavy burden on me. It's just how I view it. Like, I want people to snap out of that and be like, you know what? I don't need to watch this game. I could just see the little highlight because I would rather put that time into my craft. Mm -hmm. That's the way I view it right now. Okay. And and I'm probably like the only one because I was the first person to talk about LeBron James out of everybody. And now I'm the first person to like. Talking about your friends, within your friends. Yeah, everybody. Like, I told all y'all, like, he's going to be better than Jordan and he's going to be better than everybody and he's already proven it. You know what I'm saying? But I just, I don't know, man. That's just how I felt about it. And it's cool. Like, the Lakers got the number one scorer of all time, and they got the number one missed field goals of all time with Kobe. You know what I'm saying? So it's dope. The Lakers got that tradition. Yeah, but it's, it's one of those things that we're like, obviously, you know, he's definitely not better than Jordan, but he is the all-time leading scorer. Um, but I, I don't, yeah, I don't mind it, man. Maybe because to me, I just, I'm just kind of indifferent to, yeah. the, to the idea of, of like, what other Southers may see it. You know, I think like, yeah, I mean, I, one part of me still thinks like, oh, let's go, you witness history too, because it is a historical thing, you know, mm-hmm. because sports play such a big role in our culture, yeah. whether or not they play a big culture in your life anymore or not, that that's something else, you know, but they do, regardless of how much you may contribute to it or how may it affect you, you can't deny the fact that sports are a huge role in this culture. You know, yeah, and that's absolutely. part of society, you know? Absolutely. I've had so many mental breakdowns and anxiety attacks because of sports. I've punched so many walls. I've, I've gotten in so many fights. I've broken, like, I've dumped, like, newspaper newspaper stands onto the floor because of sports. So I know. I've been there. I love right. sports. But I'm at the outside looking in now to the point where I'm like, they're not as valuable as I used to see it. Right. They're not valuable And it shouldn't be. And it shouldn't be. It is, and that's the way it should be, like the way you're viewing it, because it shouldn't be. I mean, tell me the the how you used to do it. Yeah, that was one extreme, right? Yeah. You know that way you used to be. That was extreme. So of course, anyone that gets to that point is ridiculous, right? And you were young and you learned. Yeah. You know, so it's um. Yeah, man. So so I think that's why, like, I'm seeing it more from a like a, a, a from a distance. You know, I'm seeing it more from a distance, and I can understand if people are like, "Oh, wow, that's incredible," and all that, because yeah. it is. You know, it's, it's, it's quite a feat. But in terms of how much it affects my life, it really doesn't. Yeah, it don't affect my life. It doesn't life, affect anybody else's life. It doesn't affect my life, but I'm going to do my, my shit, like, within our group chat. You know, I'm going to shun it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going I'm to share my perspective of it. Absolutely. You as you what should. What, um, speaking of that, man, you like the thing, another thing I wanted to dig your brain about was... Um, the script you're always talking about, especially to take to stick with just like the DS sports, like the script. You're thinking, what do you mean when you say that? It's funny how like it became a meme all of a sudden now because I've been talking about this script shit since like fucking last year. I swear someone's listening to our podcast and like creating these trends. I well, it says it within the guidelines of every sport for entertainment purposes only. So if you look at a, a business that runs entertainment, they're able to create false storylines in order to drive viewership. So that's what I mean by it. So everything's premeditated. Like it's not like when they say you can't write drama. Like I remember TNT will promote games like that. You can't write drama. Yeah, you can. 
you got people controlling the game. You have referees controlling the game. Who knows what's going on in the background with like the gambling pool, shit like that. Because we have the technology. We have the technology to make sure that the game is called perfectly. But we don't explore it because we have a fake excuse that says we're going to take away the human element. The human element is the people playing, bro. What, it, what will be taken away is the people that are in the position of power to control and do things in the background. So that's why I'm, I'm a big believer that there is a script to sports that people that they follow because they want viewers. They want people's attention. They want to kind of penetrate them mentally in a sense. So you, and forgive me if I misinterpreted or if you correct me if I go off a little bit incorrectly. So the way I'm understanding the way you, you're stating it is that that all this, all the like to, for the sports, that is pre that is premeditated. They know who the winner is going to be. They know who's going to do what, and someone is dictating that behind the scenes as opposed to it in unfolding in real time. Yeah, absolutely. I oh wow! So. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we've seen. You've said it yourself where where you saw the King series against the Lakers. It's blatantly right in front of us, but. It's funny how sometimes we just see it as the exception to the rule. I only see seen it once, so it probably doesn't happen a lot. But we straight up saw the robbery. We straight up saw how fake that shit was. Don't you think that happens? I wouldn't call it that. Now? See, I wouldn't call it that. The way you're you're lumping it into the idea that someone's writing the script. I, I completely disagree. I don't think anyone's writing the script. I think that in certain sports, people can manipulate the situation. To give an advantage to someone else. Absolutely. But I think, for example, to take that example, the Lakers and the Kings, I don't think that was premeditated. And like the Kings were in on it and like the Lakers were in on it. I don't think so. I don't all. think so either. I think But wouldn't people, that be a script it, though? No, it's the people running it. Yeah, but with There's the only one owner, bro. Uh-huh. So those are the people. You know, and then, the, and then you got to think about it. Like the owners, you got to look at them like politicians, bro. Like they're the politics. Like they're like the... Joe Biden, Kamala, Obama, fucking Mitt Romney, Donald Trump. Like, that's who they are, bro. The owners. And they all come together. They all have their own shit, bro. They all have their own conversations. Yeah, no. I don't I don't think, like, to use that example as the Kings and the Lakers game, that, oh, it was decided by the owners that the Lakers are going to win, so let's do it this way. Mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons why I love sports, and even though it plays a smaller role in my life now, is that it's not scripted. It's that it's, when you talk about the drama, it's real drama unfolding at the moment. Mm-hmm. And that's what elevates people to become either superstars or people not to superstars where you don't know what exactly what's going to happen. That's how I feel about it. Obviously, mm-hmm. you feel completely opposite of it. Absolutely. Um, which which makes it even more understandable why you're less into it, especially if you feel that there's someone in the background pulling the strings. Absolutely. I mean, I grew up watching wrestling. That's what this is. You know, yes, injuries are real. Yes, people get hurt. But at the end of the day, they're not the ones that make the decision of who wins the game, who wins the championship, right? Like... Triple H beat The Rock in WrestleMania, but the next WrestleMania, The Rock beat Triple H. They didn't really fight each other. Yeah, so you're comparing WWE with air, like with, fo- with football and basketball and those sports. Absolutely. Okay. I Yeah, I, I definitely do not. What made you get to that point? Like, to, for you to think about, because obviously you didn't think about that way a few years ago. I would say just raising my consciousness in life, bro. Like, just 
desensitizing myself to distractions, bro. Did I use that right? Desensitizing? Yeah. Like getting away from it? Yeah, so I desensitized myself from that type of shit. And I was able to like see the little things. Like like I told you, bro, like Patrick Mahomes is probably the greatest football player of all time. Greatest quarterback of all time. He can make a pass wherever the fuck he wants. But now all of a sudden, like, you can't make that pass. That's what I think. That's why I think it's fake, bro. Yes, yeah, I think those examples to me, they're, they're like, so, no, there doesn't hold much water. Just think about it. Like, yeah. Like when Russell Wilson threw the ball in the Super Bowl in the, with the Seahawks against the Patriots. Yeah. They intercepted it, but everyone was like, you should have ran the ball. Right? It's obvious that they wanted the Patriots to win that game, so we're going to throw... We're going to throw the ball and we're going to do this right here so you can intercept it. See, I think because I, if I give the ball to Marshawn Lynch, uh-huh. he could go off script and he could score that touchdown. See, I think I, I could debunk all these examples you're using because there's there's no there's no really, um, I think, evidence to to uh, truly support your argument. Because you, the way you said it earlier, like, oh, um, everyone said they should run. So if everyone thinks they're going to run, then the Patriots think they're going to run, right? Mm-hmm. So then in the way, it's like, you don't think it's a human element where Pete Carroll's like, everyone thinks we're going to run, we're going to outsmart them. We're going to do this fucking play. Mm -hmm. And it took an incredible individual play by Malcolm Butler Mm. to intercept that ball. No. I think it's like, yo, this is the play they're going to run, so just jump the gun on this, and we're going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, definitely not, man. Like like how Tom Brady comes back against the Falcons, like that type of shit. Like, it's just, that's premeditated. That's to inspire little people. That's to inspire people to be like... I need to watch sports because it's gonna inspire me. What? Because it's a fake ass script. You don't. You don't think you just. It's one of those things where you already made up your mind, so you build an argument to support what you're what you believe in. Honestly, no. Okay. I really genuinely believe it's rigged, bro. Okay. Yeah. Do you know that you're in the minority on that, or do you believe that you're kind of? Well, you mentioned the memes earlier. What do you mean by the memes, like in terms of script? Well, you said that's more people are coming along with that now. Well. What was the question before? The minority? Yeah, yeah, do you believe you're in the minority in that? Or do you uh, think there's more people that think I that way? I believe there's a lot of people that think this way, but okay. they, they don't bring it up. I would say it's probably 30, 70, 40, 60. Okay. But definitely in the minority part. And the way that I see it is like, I remember us having this conversation. I don't know if we recorded this conversation, but you asked me, are we had a conversation about conspiracy theory? And I remember telling you, I feel like conspiracy theory is just a term used that was created by like intelligence so they could put a label on someone's opinion so we could cancel them out or immediately think they're crazy and not take what they're saying into consideration. So that's the way I view the term conspiracy theory. And I feel like now in this day and age with social media and how we're so quick to the meme, I feel like the meme is kind of like the conspiracy theory label. So, for example, the NFL doubled down and they're like, dude, people are are catching wind in regards to like how we script shit. So we're going to double down and we're going to have all of us talking shit about this. We're going to have each player have their own shit, be sarcastic about it. We're going to turn this into a meme so people could think it's a joke. Because those are your neuron pathways. You're looking at it as a meme. You're going to continuously think it's a joke. So I feel like it was put in place 
and purpose to turn into a meme, have all these other players talking about, yeah, when I got my script for 2019, when I got my, Aaron Hernandez getting his script for 2017, like those type of shits. So people could forget about the real picture and think it's a joke. See, I think, I think just like that, that's another, I think there's obviously no way to disprove what you're saying and there's also just like there's no way to prove what you're saying either you know it's like yeah. to me I keep just reverting back to the idea of like you made up your mind so therefore anything that is done you can just curtail it to support your argument but there's no evidence with that you know it's just you take it's just circumstantial you know or not even circumstantial I think it's just anecdotal you know you're just taking like that you don't think there's no evidence when it's like there's a big discretion like on the numbers so like let's say for example when the when the Celtics played the Lakers the the only year Kobe beat the Celtics because of Ron Artest right if you compare the numbers for the the game seven fourth quarter free throws there's a huge discretion the Lakers shot I think it was twenty six free throws in the fourth quarter to the Celtics eight that's not proof that's well, no, proof I, right there my no, brother no no not not necessarily man because I don't know what happened in the game. Where the Lakers are tagging the ball more in the paint, where they this, where that. I'm just saying, know. like, there's, but I think there's, that example there's proof. Alone. So you could dismiss it and say there's no proof, but I right. see it. I see it, bro. I'm a big believer in momentum. And if you, like, set something up to stop, mm -hmm. to prevent the momentum, that's part of it. That's going to fuck you up. It's put in place for a reason. And I see that as, a, as um, examples that are scripted, bro. Whenever shit like that happens, like, everyone at the gym... Even at the gym, like, I had random people telling me, bro, they wanted the Chiefs to beat the Bengals. They weren't calling anything for the Bengals in my head. I'm like, telling y'all, that shit's script. That shit's script, dude. I think it's just such a silly way to look <laughs> at things. I think it's to make up excuses for failures of others, Do you, you know? Do you? Okay. Uh, but first, to go back to, yeah, so no, I completely disagree. You don't think that. it's silly? Okay, then. Well, first, let me go back to something, though, okay. like, conspiracy theory, like you said, you know? I don't know the etymology of when that word was created or that phrase. Yeah. But I think just like anything, uh, people attach their own meaning behind it. You know, yeah. when I when I think conspiracy theory, I think both different things. I think, okay, that's a legitimate way to view something and question something that is already accepted, right? Like a status quo, right? So I don't see it as a bad thing. But I also could see it as a bad thing as well because other people have made it a dirty word. Yeah, right, like yeah. you said, other people could just make it as dismissive, be like, oh, you're just a conspiracy theorist, right? So it could, both things could exist at the same time. You know, things evolve, other people add other means to it. Like, for example, woke. Woke, the idea of woke was a positive idea of it, right, when it first started. But then it got turned into something else. It got turned into a negative thing, you know, so it's using that same idea. People just take it and run with it. And create something else, and the opposition makes it be a dirty word. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think about conspiracy theory. I don't think the word conspiracy theory was intended to be a negative. I think later on, the people that are against it to dismiss and make it into that. But that doesn't mean it is. Mm -hmm. That's just someone else calling it that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let me ask you this question. Good point. Uh, let me ask you this question. How do you? Because I find it very funny how how some people complain about refs, but they won't say that it's fixed. Or scripted. Right. So I would just want people to just stop complaining about refs if you don't think it's scripted. If you don't think it's fixed. Because I think that's literally like the dumbest shit people could be doing. I think, well, I hate that. I don't like to complain about refs and I rarely do. Yeah. You know, there's friends of mine that do whatever. I think with refs, 
you know, just like anything, there's a human element behind it. Bigger people make mistakes. These guys are older. They're not as fast. The game is a very quick game. Yeah. But also, where there's a human element, there's mistakes. Yeah. There's errors. Now, the other thing to go deeper in is like, oh, could it be that a certain ref is manipulated in a certain way? Absolutely. With their own prejudice? It could be. I'm not dismissing that. What I am dismissing is that, oh, there's like owners behind it moving the strings Mm-hmm. And they're making a ref. And then a ref, what you're going to do in this third quarter, if it can go this way, I want you to do it that yeah. way. That's what you're saying. I don't see it that way at all. I just think that there's people make mistakes, refs make mistakes. But can that ref also have some prejudice and make a wrong call and something like that? Maybe. Are they maybe like in gambling or whatever? Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, because that's the all that stuff's really looked at deeply now. But I don't believe like, oh, there's an ownership or someone writing the script like you think on that. No, absolutely. Yeah. I think so. But yeah. I mean, it's a, I think it's an intriguing thing. Yeah, because they'll use him as a scapegoat. Like Donahue, he probably was the scapegoat for who's really running it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I feel about it, bro. But let me, yeah. let's make it funner, bro. You said. Let's do it. So That was fun? You think it was fun? Eh. Got I think diff- yeah, it was fun. It was we fun. got two different views on it, man. Um, so why, What's so up? give me three compelling arguments why Le- why Jordan's better than LeBron. Oh, that that's not fun. That's boring. Um, well, okay, this is what I think, man. I think with with Michael Jordan. Or just give me one then. Oh, that that'd be a longer conversation. <laughs> uh, I just think that you know, my, well, Michael Jordan. I mean, what, what am I going to say that hasn't been said already? It's been talked to death in every sport. But no, no one has my point about it. Then you, you give me your point. Why do you, why is LeBron better? But you've been saying this for four years. I you mean, had him better than Jordan four years I've ago. I've been saying this for like ten years. Bro. Yeah, so he was better than Jordan ten years ago. <laughs> So no, that's already beat, telling me that you're wrong. Beat, when he beat the Warriors, uh-huh. when he came back from 3-1, that's when I said he's better than Jordan. Okay. But um, the reason why I think he's better than Michael Jordan yeah. is because he's being teams with championship pedigree. Michael Jordan only beat the old-ass Lakers in 1991. Other than that, every team that he played had no pedigree whatsoever, had no rings, no experience. I, I think that's that's so that's, that's why I think, think that's ridiculous. Because he beat the Spurs that have championship pedigree. He beat the Warriors that have championship pedigree. Every, Those are way better teams than Jordan. No, it's not disagree. Every every team that the Chicago Bulls beat all had champion pedigree. That's why they were there in the finals. With zero ass rings. I'm sorry. With zero the Sonics, have Sonics. You had the Suns. You had the yeah Jazz. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Hall of Famers. Utah. Portland Trailblazers. Hall of Famers, no, no, Lakers, bro. Warriors, one hundred percent. You feel me? So doesn't matter. One hundred percent. Like all those teams that the Bulls beat, all of them are champion pedigree. I don't dismiss or discount any of them. Like you may think that the Warriors are better than that's my argument them, though. Like, but I think it's just it's barber it's barbershop conversation. Yeah, you know, like how can you even know if they could beat them or not? It was a different game. It was a different era. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't right. play. You can't. You can't play defense nowadays. You can't hand check. Yeah, exactly. There's all kinds of things. Yeah, play, yeah. Players are more evolved now. Yeah. Play all play, play most up. most players in the court now could do everything on the it's court. All bias, bro. Back then, back then, not everyone could do everything, right? Centers couldn't shoot for three. Now they can. So things are balanced out. There's there's better things yeah. in the game now, but there's different rules back then. Because yeah, it was easier to like jump shoot because you couldn't spread the floor. You know where centers running and shit. So it's a lot harder. It's more athletic now. Right? Yeah, but now it's easier because no one can be near you, or it's a foul. Yeah. No one can keep a distance. So there's this both things that like kind of like. Bounce off each other. Absolutely. That's what I think is like a tiresome conversation, you know. Yeah, but true. but no, man, Jordan, 
Definitely better. I mean, people still. I mean, Jordan Kobe, can make free throws too. You people still think Kobe's better than, than LeBron. Yeah, but those are but only people that think that are Kobe fans, though. Yeah. So that's why it can be dismissed because it's only Laker and Kobe fans that say that. I don't think I've ever met anyone that's not a, a Laker and Kobe fan that has said that Kobe. <laughs> you know, I don't think I ever have. Have that's you? Funny shit. Have you? No, I don't think they're, they're very biased. Yeah, it's only a Laker or Kobe fan that has said that Kobe's better. Yeah. I've never heard it from anyone else. Yeah. True. <laughs> You're right. Good point. That's what I'm saying. Good like. point. But yeah, but nonetheless, man, it was uh, it was beautiful, man. Uh, dude, I've been watching, uh, I've been I've been revisiting the show Louis mm-hmm. by Louis C.K. I've been going just down like this um, this this rabbit hole on Louis Louis C.K. and I guess it's it sprung up because of uh, what spearheaded it was his stand-up special. He did it live in Madison Square Garden a week ago. Mm-hmm. He did a, a live stream. And, uh, you know, it sold out. Obviously, it was, I think it's his eighth time doing the Guardian. He said he wanted to do it one more time. Did he sell out? Like, Kanye of course. Bucks? Like, yeah? Oh, yeah. Of course. He sold it out every time. He yeah, was out of yeah. he, sold, he did like seven times in a row or oh, something. Yeah. Something incredible. And this time he did it with the circle. So more people. It was like 18,000 plus mm-hmm. in a circle, right? And it was really good. The center was really good. Uh, but that made me like, oh, man, let me go. Because I love the way he thinks. Like, he just has such an intelligent mind. Um, obviously we can't speak on it without talking about what happened right when he got canceled and he came back and all this other stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know that's you put protein on that plant that to plant each, grew big that's Harvey Weinstein to each to each their he own he didn't jerk off on a plant no that's oh, Harvey Weinstein oil on himself my bad go ahead no no yeah he would ask women if he could masturbate yeah, in front yeah, of them yeah, and they yeah, said yeah, yes yeah. Um, but it was still it's like a thing about like oh you're you're a person of um, influence you know things like that why are you doing that to other comedians. So there's that argument, right, that goes into that's what really got canceled for. Um, but I saw one thing just kind of t- to talk about, and I just thought it was silly. Like some young, I think, TikToker influencer or whatever uh, posted this thing with Louis was in the background of sold out Madison Square Garden. She was like, why are these people being canceled? This is so messed up. People should never be canceled. And she was trying to be like, sarcastic and ironic. Oh, because he, he came back and he sold it out. And it, so he's trying to make a point there's no such thing as cancellation. Yeah, yeah. But I just laugh at stuff like that because I'm like, look at this young person who can't even think for themselves. Yeah, they just run with this thing. But nonetheless, Jenna babies. dude, his, um, his Louis show, man, because I have all the seasons, just even revisiting, man, it's so fucking incredible. Yeah. Yeah, his mindset and his creation of it and his awkwardness and everything that goes into it, man. Like, uh, not everyone, a lot of people don't like him, like his style of comedy, mm-hmm. but other people that, that really do love him because he's, to me, he's one of the greatest, man. And not only that, but he just has such creativity. I mean, he wrote, he directed it all, he edited it all, and he did it all for nothing because he wanted a full control. So that's the thing, I think that's the thing that you can respect, right? Absolutely. Like, because he, he's the one that, he, he's been such a like pioneer in so many avenues. He was the first one from comedians to start selling tickets on his own website so no one could upcharge. He wanted all his fans to pay the same price so it didn't, like, yeah, so it didn't matter where you were. And all that would do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he didn't. So he paid like, hey, 35 bucks every ticket no matter where you sit or 50 bucks every ticket no matter where you sit so he can yeah. keep all the prices down. On that one, when he went to FX, he gave the show and he's like, hey, don't pay me anything. Just pay for the show but no one tells me what to do. And he did it all completely on his own. No notes from anyone. No, no that's bad. Yeah, that's respect, bro. FX is a good company, dude. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They put bro. out a good product, man. And I like that they give them creativity like that. 
But just like with anything, I think it changes later, you know, because they were up and Once coming. Once you get very popular. Because they were up and coming, that, that yeah. network, they were able to take risks. Like AMC. Look at the risks they took with Mad Men. They took risks with Mad Men. Just think about it, like Atlanta's done, right? Yes. Maybe that's why. What do you mean? Because maybe they're like, you know what? It blew up. Now we got to, can we put our own script? This is what we want to Oh, do. I'm just, I don't even know if FX is doing that yet. I'm just thinking ahead that it seems oh, okay, like, okay, okay. because it's very, it seems like people always take the most risks in the beginning, right? Because they have nothing to lose. Absolutely. And they want that shot of that talent. You know, like, hey, yeah, fucking yeah. bring it on. I mean, there's still networks that probably do that, like HBO, but I'm sure there's notes that they give you and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I just find it fascinating the way he thinks, man, his, his mindset. It's just really strong. He doesn't give up. He doesn't care about like, um, let me tell you this one story that I thought was hilarious that he said. And I read this years ago, but it reminded me of, um, because he's very, he could be very impulsive and compulsive, right? And he said that um, one day he just, he just wanted to learn how to play the trumpet. He just wanted to learn how to play the trumpet, right? So he's like, all right. So he walked, you know, he lived in New York. He walked down. Times Square and all that and he went to you know those, those music stores he never played trumpet before in his life but he wanted to learn how to play because he's always wanting to learn stuff right that's another thing he's always curious and hungry to learn mm -hmm. and you know he saw like a beginning trumpet it was like a hundred bucks or whatever and then he keeps looking at them and the, the salesman's like oh look at this one it's very pretty like nickel brass all this other stuff dude it was eighteen hundred dollars and he buys that instead yeah. right so he buys this fucking Never paid for it, but he buys this really fucking expensive because he's bad with money. He was awful with money, right? But that's part of who he is. You know, that's what I love that I'm fascinated. So he's walking back to his place, but he decided to go into a peep show when they had peep shows, you know. Yeah. Like, so he walked into the peep show and the lady's getting naked or whatever, right? Between a glass and he masturbates, mm -hmm. right? And he masturbates all over his... Food. Well, it was on a, like a beautiful case, all over the case okay, and everything. Okay. And then he realized, man, if I would have masturbated first, then I wouldn't have bought that trumpet. That's hilarious. Because he said it's like, it's just anxiety. Yeah. It's like you want to do something, whatever, something's bothering you, so you do something impulsive. Because he said when he was seeing a therapist, he felt like there was going to be no end to it. So he told the therapist, hey, we should stop, but I just want to know, can you just give me some advice, man? Like, what do you think? And the therapist was like, everything's anxiety. Yeah. Okay. He's like, everything's anxiety. You got to just learn how to manage it and catch yourself. Like if you're going to do something impulsive, give it some time. Be like, do I really want to do that? Or am I feeling anxious about something? Yeah. That's, I think a, that's, such a, that's a beautiful like uh, moral, right? To the story. Mm -hmm. I know yeah. I've done that many times. What I, I got most shit. out of it is this one likes to jack off. Huh? Yes, he does. He talks a lot about it in that's his... That's uh, so weird, bro. Yeah, he talks a lot about it. Even in the show that I revisited, he talks about it a lot. Yeah, something happened, bro, in that childhood. That's weird, dog. How he didn't have a father figure. He didn't have a father figure? His father, well, the father figure, he was very uh, egotistical, very narcissistic, very narcissistic. He would probably fucking jack off in front of him, dog. Some fucked up shit, bro. So I no, all fucked up. No, I think he would have talked about that, but he did say the way his dad taught him about sex. Uh, he was like, dude, he was young. I don't know if he was like 10 or 8 or 9. His dad, and he has it on the show, his dad just told him, this is how you make love to a woman. First, you take it out, and you just tease her. You tease her. Yeah. And then, until she can't take no more, then you slide it in. Then you take it out again. And he took it in. 
And then she explodes. Dude, she's, he's fucking telling them how to, how to make a 40-year-old woman come. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. As a boy, he's like a 10-year-old kid. He's like, what the fuck? Jesus Christ, man. That's what and he's Mexican, right? Yeah, his dad's Mexican. That was born in Mexico. And his family, uh, his dad's family comes from Hungary. Really? But his, but his dad was uh, moved to Mexico. So he was born in Mexico. Oh, so he's like Hungarian blood, but he's Mexican descent. Yeah, and his mom's white. Wow, that's interesting. Okay. That's cool, bro. And he's got red hair, bro. That runs in in the Mexican culture huh, or something. Yeah, well, it's hungry now. You know, it's Hungarian. Hungarian, yeah. Damn. That's cool, man. How about you, man? Tell me about the bed. The beds come in already? So, yeah, man. So I got to... I got both beds. I just... um Because we get our old bed picked up on Monday. So I'm just going to wait to to unfold our new bed. But like I unfolded Zeke's bed, dude, and I saw the picture last man, night. I saw the pic. Of, uh, Mercy put up a video. Sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to tell you because I thought it was great what you said last week, or what you told me a few days ago, or whatever. Because what I saw from the video today is exactly what you described the week ago, that you didn't want to put a bed for him already just yet the top bunk because you knew you knew that he was going to just be up there and chilling. Yeah, and that's exactly what it was, man. You saw it, huh? And he's just gonna be up there uncomfortable. Yeah, I know my boy, man. And yeah. uh, it was weird. It was cool because uh, in the morning we put the bed. We put because he has a bunk bed. Him and his sister share a bunk bed, but we've never put an actual bed on the top bunk. So he would always climb up the little ladder <laughs> and see like stuffed animals and just be like looking around, like, like what is this storage? Yeah. What is yeah. This? So this morning we. We put the bed up finally, and then he woke up. I re- Mercy recorded because my my phone has so much pictures. We have like forty thousand pictures. I need to delete pictures. And uh, he walked into the room and he was just like, "Wow!" Like he just said, "Wow!" Like that, and he was just he jumped up very excited. Yeah, and he just went up the ladder. And he sat on the bed and he just started jumping on it. And I was like, you don't jump on it, but... He just hits like, hits on the ceiling, man. You can lay down and he's just... Mercy's been sending me pics all day, bro, of him just chilling on top of the bunk, bro. That's Eating beautiful. his snacks. What about that excitement, iPad. man? That The way you described him, looking back, those are the things that excite you as a kid. Because everything is new and fresh. And the fact that I could sleep up there, I'm in another, you know, zone, another perspective... Yeah, that's man. what it's all about, man. It uh, being a parent, it really reminds you of that, that childhood spirit, bro. Of how like you could really make something so unappealing, very entertaining, or or you could get your money's worth off of something, or or have a great day just off of something so small. You know what I'm saying? So that's what my, that's what parenthood teaches me a lot. So I feel like. I'm in a I'm in a good place in my life because I'm I'm seeing this I'm I'm seeing the fruits of the labor I'm seeing my both my kids are happy and just seeing them grow and like like the best thing bro like as a father like when you're when your son's asleep and you just hear them giggle in their sleep and you're just like my son's happy my daughter's happy and I I get to experience that a lot bro so it's really cool man man that's that's beautiful man because obviously. I could do my best to try to put myself in your shoes and use my imagination, but there's nothing like what it must be to experience and feel that. Yeah, man. And be there in the moment. When you um, 
when Zeke was born, right, and now that you have both your kids and Sage, did it do something where you no longer lived for yourself and that made you be much better because now it's almost like I don't matter. What matters are my children, but in turn that made you work on yourself even more. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, it started with living with mercy first. So that was my first responsibility where I'm like, all right, so you live with me. So I'm I'm responsible for this person because I brought you in this house. So that definitely opened up the, the mindset with that. And absolutely, bro, you know, my son, my kids come first, bro. Before anybody else, even before yeah. Mercy, and I and I tell Mercy the same thing too. You know, like if uh, my son and I fight, I mean, I, I kind of want you to defend the boy. You know what I'm saying? Because that's your boy. Yeah. So it's cool, bro. But yeah, yeah, I grew. It, it made me reevaluate a lot because seeing that you're responsible for someone else, every decision that you make, every word that you speak, definitely could put put in a toll for your child or or set them up for success right so it just makes you evaluate every dis- a lot more when it comes to decisions so it helped me propel that way bro yeah because now you just don't think like oh how's it affecting you you think the decision I'm going to make right now it's going to dictate how it's affecting my child my children absolutely whatever so like, it is like bro I remember being a kid I I vividly remember like how I would feel like that's why I work right now like how I how I eat because it, it pains me knowing like my first superhero was dad you know that was my first superhero yeah. our dad and just seeing my dad like not walk how he used to walk or not be able to play with me because I remember we used to sumo wrestle dog I remember I would I'd be very creative I remember I would put like like toys like as a symbolize circle, a ring to symbolize a ring and like me and my pops would just like push each other and obviously he would let me win but like I remember those moments and then now I'm just like I put myself in my son's shoes thinking like as if I'm him how would how would he feel if he sees his superhero kind of break down right so that's something I don't want to give my son and I, I want to be a prime example of of like, yo, you're gonna put the Zeke in for Zeke, Ezekiel. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. So that's that's what I'm I'm setting up right now. You know, instead of being late on it, bro, because it's gonna be a lot easier. Because two, bro, like we we kind of been struggling with with Ezekiel with two things with Ezekiel asking for a Mickey Mouse ice cream because he loves him, or with putting new shoes on. So I had a conversation with Mercy and I told her. It's going to be very difficult, but we need to make sure that we're very firm now because it's just going to get fucking easier for us. So yesterday, Ezekiel had an ice cream like at, I think it was like at 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then when I got home from the gym, like at 8, we were playing and then he like went up to the freezer to get right. an ice cream. And I told him, I was like, earlier in the day, Ezekiel, I straight up told you, son, if we have one right now, you're not going to have one later. Right. And then he looked at me and just gave me the pouty face like, hum, right, like, right. like so I could cave. Trying to manipulate like, you. And I was just like, you know what? Stay firm, Renato. Right. You got to help him develop that shit. So I told him, I was like, it will get better. 
you'll have one tomorrow. And he cried for about like a minute and then he got over it. Good. And it was funny because like I went upstairs to talk to Mercy about it and she's like, I did the same thing to him like at five o'clock. And I'm like, perfect. So I'm glad we're on the same page with that. Well, yeah, man, that's like, you guys have to do that. You have to be firm about that stuff. So shoes, he always wears the same shoes, even though he has a bunch. He Today. Want, he Today. doesn't want to change. Is that what it is? Today, uh, yeah, because he loves his Buzz Lightyear and Monster right. Zing shoes. So today, I had him wear his Vans, and he was crying, bro. Okay. And same thing, I told Mercy. I was like, this is going to be the hardest time to do it, but the next few times is going to be easier. And then after two minutes, bro, of him throwing his fit, he got in the car, and then he was over it. Yeah, man, they're and children. I saw videos of... I just saw videos of them at, at the library and he was wearing his Vance. I was like, see? Good. It's just it's just temporary pain. Yeah, so, you guys just have to stick to it because, I mean, they're children. They're going to get over things right away and they're going to go as you guys lead them. Absolutely, man. That's the way it's going to be. You know, like, and I wonder what's going to be like when you guys start having those conversations of like, well, no, like, you can't always get what you want. Life is going to be tough. You yeah. know, you got to get used to that because they got to start building that callus. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like they they got it. They've been build, building that up. Well, yeah, I mean, they're still young, man, so it's going to be, uh, you guys continually do it, but good thing that you guys are on the same page with all that. Yeah. Especially like that, I mean, you can't have ice cream all the time, you know? Yeah, It's like, no. you know, like, especially with you guys uh, being so health conscious, you guys feed them healthy things, you want to all go to sugar and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely not, bro. And, like, this health conscious shit is, like, I'm continuously going forward with it. Oh, yeah. You so continuously like eliminating uh, more stuff. Yeah, dude. Like, I'm only eating cheese on the weekends now. Okay. So, that's another thing. I'm going to try to cut out cut out dairy. But we had a... Um, for work, we had a volunteer event on Monday. All right. So, we were all supposed to meet at Dodger Stadium and, and take the buses to the... It's called Compton Creek Natural Park. Okay. Natural Park over there. In Compton, and uh, but unfortunately, like bro, we we hit traffic, so I had to just drive straight to the event. But it was cool; it was really rewarding because we got to help the community out. Like me and my peers, you know, we painted, you know, workout stations that are at parks. We we were um, doing um agriculture. We were like planting, planting seeds, plants, all that shit, bro. So nice. It was, it was really dope. But um, what what, what I was gonna. Bring yeah, I haven't done a volunteer event in a minute. I used to do them quite often. Oh, yeah, now, yeah, that's hard because you got to, everything is virtual, right? So, um, so it was funny, like, at the end, before it was over, they fed us. So they had, like, a uh, hot dog, like a salmon bowl, a chicken bowl, a taco bowl. Oh, that's kind of cool. A vegan bowl. Right. So you got the salmon? I got the salmon bowl. Like, Good. Immediately, the I was gonna ask them. I was like, "Is this wild caught or farm-raised salmon?" But I told myself, "I'm like, don't ask." Yeah, don't be yeah. that guy. Yeah, but dude, like that's where I'm at right now. Cause as soon as I grabbed the salmon, that shit popped in my head. Ask them, "Is this wild caught or farm-raised?" Cause if it's farm-raised, don't eat it. And that's what my body was telling me. I should have just listened to it and asked to see what they would say. But I was like. This is my audience right now, and now is not. Yeah, the you should have just got the vegetarian bowl. That shit would have been on me, bro. I'm gonna fuck with that. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, that's. Well, it's a good thing you resisted, man. Don't don't be that guy like, 
in a in a setting of that and be like, yeah, hey, is this you know like yeah, it's, no. bit, I, it's different than the restaurant, but painful. But that's how conscious I was though. Like I caught. Did myself. you did you struggle with it when you ate it? You're like fuck, like you almost like went against what, like good what you uh, think it was. Nah, I ate it. I just ignored the thought, but it's something that I don't usually do. Okay. Because it takes me. Because it's hard for me now to like enjoy. Like when we went to go watch the game with our brother at, at the homie's house. Yes. Like it's hard for me to go somewhere to watch the game now because of my diet. Or right. How how I view the world with food and shit. Because I don't want to be that person to like pack my lunch and ask, can I use your fridge? Can I use your microwave? Can I use your oven? But see, the thing is with, I, I get it, but like it makes it more difficult for you. But it doesn't have to be. Because you got to just... The thing is, like, everything Uber eats, there's food places everywhere. There's so many vegetarian spots everywhere. So, and no, and, and trust me, no one gives a fuck. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, every time I hang out with my boy, he comes over, he always orders vegetarian stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm not like, oh, let me fill up the fridge with vegetarian shit for him. Yeah. For yeah. vegan stuff, I should say. He always, and it's just accepted. And it's yeah. just the way you p- present it yourself, you know? Because I don't think it's anything that you should be like, oh, man. It's you know? just difficult. I'm not used to it. Because like, I ate a whole bag of chips when I was over there. And I was so pissed at myself. Right. Like, I ate a whole... Because f- there was nothing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I didn't prepare myself for it. And it's something like that. You could just be like, oh, Uber Eats. Or let me go get a bite to eat somewhere that's vegetarian. Look it yeah. up. Yeah. You know, it's just that. It's just, But it just does make it more difficult for you. Yeah, that's why but, I'd much rather just stay at home. But see, then you're robbing yourself from experiences just for that reason. You know? Like, for that reason... Well, because that, I value that more. Well, you value, so you value what you eat more than having a good time with your brothers? Well, I would say I would still experience that with my brothers, but I would feel like I need to take care of my health. I think my health is very important. What I'm saying is that you could have both. That's yeah. the thing. It's about like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not that, it just makes it more difficult for you, but it's like, it's there. Like it's Uber Eats, this, this, so or I could get that. I, that's why know? proactively I want to have, Rus- that's why we're going to have WrestleMania at our parents' house. You know, that's why I did the... Or Super Bowl. That's right. why I did the... Were you caught by surprise? Shout out to Paul, number 55, for that. The 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 family FaceTime. The first family FaceTime of all time. Oh, yeah. Okay, nice. Remember how I FaceTime all y'all? Yeah, yeah, I definitely. I thought that was cool, man. That was rad, yeah. I think we should do that more often. That was really cool, man. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm energized for, for Sunday so we could... Do our thing, man. Yeah, it's gonna be fun, man. It's Hang gonna be out fun. Together. But yeah, man, just to let you know about that. You could you could you could have both, man. You know? Uh, well cool man, on that note, well, real quick. <coughs> who's winning the uh, the main event uh, uh, for Saturday? Oh, Islam's gonna destroy him, bro. It's like I'll put a thousand bucks on Islam. Like I'm one thousand percent sure. Like Volkanovsky has no chance, honestly, bro. And and Islam. Well, why don't you think he, why don't you think he has a chance? <sighs> I just think Islam's on steroids, bro, and he's just very gifted. Well, let's just assume they're not on steroids. Why? Why? Why, why is Islam gonna smash him? He's way bigger than him, bro. And I think, um, what's his name, Rafael dos Anjos. I think he's way better than Volkanovski. Dos Anjos got fucked by, or my my bad, uh, Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira. I think Bronx, Oliveira. The Bronx? The Bronx, yeah. We're going to call him RDS and shit. I think think Bronx is better than um, Volkanovski. And the way that Islam 
Handled. Ran through Dubronx. I was very caught by surprise how easily he did that. So was I, man. Because I was like, Dubronx is the underdog? How disrespectful. And he got choked. And he got choked. He got fucked up, bro. I, um... I love Volk. He's definitely won me over because to me, he's so unique. His stand-up is almost second to none. Yeah. But... I'm with you. I think even though I'm going for Volk and I want Sam, everything Volk, um, I think Islam's going to beat him. And the reason why I think, one, is that he's bigger. He's strong. But also because Volkanowski does get in tough positions. Yeah. Brian Ortega oh, almost submitted him twice. Good point. And it was incredible that Volk was able to survive that. But if Islam gets him in that, oh, he's, he's not going to It's a wrap. It's a wrap, you know? Because that guy's so fucking strong, you know? And then, like, what he did, like, to the Bronx, like you said, like, such a high level. And the Bronx tapped so quick. Dude, he stinched that in quick. And yeah. Those rushes are so strong, man. And, like, uh, so that's why I think because of that, man. Because I don't think Volk can keep it on the feet. If Volk keeps it on the so. feet, Volk will smoke him. I think because his stand-up is so good. But is he going to be able to knock him out? No, because this guy's heavier, big head. Big body. Yeah, bro. And his stand-up was not bad either. I'm so that's why I think, yeah. First it, round? I'm going to say first round. I don't know, man. I think I think Islam's going to win, unfortunately, because like I just think it's going to go to the ground. Before the third round, it ends. And he's going to look so much bigger than him, right? Yeah, bro. He's going to his way. Yeah. I know Volk used to man. play rugby and he used to be like a 210 pounds. Doesn't matter. He's still shorter. Have Volk go down the other way, bro. That'd be a better fight. You know, don't go up against it. That's a great fight for Islam. It's just building Islam's fucking of course. reputation. Right. But in a way, it's like, well, Volk is smaller. He's going to go up. Yeah. But nonetheless, yeah, I'm with you there, man. Yeah, that frustrates me. And then the co-main event, I want the that white boy to win. What's his name? Emmett? Emmett or whatever. He's fighting Yair. I want Yair, man. I don't rock with Yair. I'll put La Pantera? I'll La Pantera, right? Yeah. Yair Rodriguez, baby. It's Josh Emmett, I think. Josh Emmett, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm pulling for Josh Emmett on that fight. And isn't there also another title card? No, it's just those two. Could have sworn there was another one. Well, that's a co-main event, and that's not a title fight. No, that's a title fight. It's a vacant belt. The Yair one? Yeah, it's a vacant belt. He's not even... Nah, he's whack. Nah. Okay. Well, well, cool, man. On that note, brother, I'm glad it all is well. Hopefully get your bet soon. You know, you, like you said, man, I'm a, no pun intended, but stick to the script. Yes, sir. Mahomes threw the Super Bowl against Brady, so he's going to win this <laughs> Sunday. Um, love you, brother. Everybody, thank you for liking, listening, subscribing. Don't forget, be your biggest fan. Live with love. Brother from the same mother. I'm just saying, man, you could be vegetarian and vegan and still hang out with meat eaters. There's always options. So everyone stay up, up, up. Up, baby. Oh, yeah.